So you you're over at the Mohegan Sun right now, getting ready for Bellator. Yeah, I'm uh, living the quarantine life right now, man. I'm I'm, I'm here and uh, I had my COVID test uh, this morning, so I'm in my room and I'm on lockdown. <laughs> That's it. So you're not allowed to leave your room for any reason right now. Uh, no, we got to stay in our rooms. So you know, if we want to go down and eat, we got to eat and then uh, grab our food and bring it back up. And they're 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 pretty strict here for sure. So they're they've done a Actually, they've done a really good job with um, with the whole process and and uh, coming in here. They've been very accommodating. Bellator has been amazing and, comp- and and totally accommodating. And uh, wow, the Mohegan Sun! It's my first time here at Mohegan. How Sun. is it? Nice spot. Beautiful. What a wow! Impressive, beautiful resort. Um, wow, it's just a gorgeous resort and uh, um, friendly people. It's it's. Uh, the beautiful setup here they got it's great so bellator and mohegan sun and uh did, did a terrific job and the the whole process the the quarantine process and the testing was was um you know it was painless it was it was pretty you know we're, we're in and out so it was uh you know we just sit here and wait and you know mm-hmm. just follow the rules and play the game you know and uh um you know they're they're doing it right though so um they don't want to have any issues and with anybody or anything or any fighters, so <laughs> their 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 priority is safety. So, I'm I'm cool with that, and and uh, I'll, uh, I'll 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 go along with it, and uh, mm-hmm. it's been good. I was going to ask you too, like you know, from the UFC side, the Bellator side, as far as testing is concerned, is there a different style the way each uh, promotion is doing it, or is it all by the commission? How are these rules implemented compared to UFC and Bellator? You know what? I haven't. Well, the last show I worked for the UFC was in Brazil, and um, okay, that was the last show that I worked, and it was right before the pandemic actually kicked in. So I hadn't really. Oh, it was before. Hit, okay, yeah, it hadn't hit Brazil. It just right when it started, so mm-hmm. it hadn't made its way completely towards Brazil on on mm-hmm. the states on the United States side, especially in Los Angeles, where I'm from. Um, Costco's were already being hit with the rations of toilet paper and, and, uh, all the stores were getting all the canned foods. So it was kind of a, you know, pretty hectic and stuff, but it over yeah. there, it hadn't quite hit yet. And, uh, um, but the show was, was pretty much the theme has been since then. It's no audience and, uh, you're in the back, um, and you got to wear a mask and everything. So I'm assuming that the protocol is the same. And then talking mm-hmm. to the other officials, that I talked to uh, Mark Goddard and, and uh, um, you know, David Michael Bell and Ron McCarthy and Derek Cleary and all those guys, all the, mm-hmm. all the judges and stuff on, and referees. It's pretty much the same from what I understand. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah, there, there is a guideline that they go by and there's obviously there's, there's, there's protocol. So they're, they're doing that and some here. So, um, you know, it's, it's about as safe as you're going to get. That's great, man. That's that's good to hear. And you know, um, the card that's coming up right now uh, is that going to be for this Saturday night? The card, the fight's going to be this Friday. So, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. It's tomorrow. So um, I believe the weigh-ins are already done now, or they should be. They should be done, or they're in the process of it right now. I'm still okay. back in LA time, so uh, <laughs> we got three hours ahead over here. Just so you know, time. it's 3 p.m. <laughs> yes, it is. I know. Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Like, wake up, dude. Dress up. <laughs> how how was it like? How was it like in the airport flying over? Were they they were pretty good with the whole protocol and everything. You know what it was? It was. Uh, yeah. It was. You know, to be honest with you, man. You know, Joe, it was it was actually kind of cool because there was no traffic coming into LAX. So that was kind of weird, you know, um, yeah. there, there was zero traffic going in and out of LAX, which is a nightmare in and it of itself. It's like a scene like from I Am Legend, you know, freaking Will Smith's walking down New York City. There's nobody around. Nobody around. Yeah. So that was, this is my first time flying during this, this pandemic and uh, during this COVID period. And, uh, um, you know, we're just kind of like, you know, you, I don't give a pushback. I just go, I just roll with the punches. They want you to wear a mask. I'll wear a mask, man, you know, yep. and, and, uh, you know, if you're going to a restaurant, just, 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 just roll with the punches, man. You know, yeah. I have my opinions about everything, but that doesn't matter. So yeah. why create hostility for anybody else that they're just, 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 just wear it and wash your hands and be clean, man. 
That's it, right? Some stuff yeah, that it. we learned when we were kids. Wash your hands, you know. Brother, well, wipe your ass, you know. <laughs> what a simple concept that is, huh? Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Yeah. You know? Jeez. People do some filthy things in this world, my friend. Brother, I hear you, man. We, that's another show. <laughs> that's another show. Yeah, that's another show. I can, I can hook you up with some of those shows, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. So you said you grew up in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. I'm from, I'm originally oh, from, I'm from East L.A., yeah. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's that's up. It. Yeah, West Side, baby. That's uh, uh, I'm, I'm from I'm from East Los Angeles, man. The, the West Side in LA is the is, is a nice side. <laughs> okay, got you, man. Got yeah. you. So you grew up, it was like rough growing up and tough neighborhood. Um, yeah, East East Los Angeles is is part is predominantly uh, it's you know ninety nine point nine 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 percent Mexican, you know, and right. uh, um, both my parents are immigrants from Mexico. From uh, mm -hmm. my dad's from Culiacán, Sinaloa. And my mom is from Tepehuanes, Durango. And they migrated from Mexico, you know, just, just like every other immigrant to live the American dream. Um, and here they settled in East Los Angeles, which is, you know, East L.A. And, uh, you know, that's where the American dream began for them. And, and um, you know, they raised they raised us. And, uh, um, you know, and that's where I went to high school at in that area. And um, it's it's uh, you know, it was it was. Uh, you know, there was a lot of gangs, a lot of, a lot of violence, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, but, you know, we grew up, you know, it's funny because when, we when I was growing up, um, you know, I didn't realize it, that we were, you know, we we're broke down and poor, you know, we didn't have much stuff. You <laughs> of know? course, I, when you're a kid. <laughs> I didn't know. But I, I, you know, one thing that my parents always provided, you know, my dad, my dad worked like three jobs. Uh, he worked construction, you know, he was a banquet waiter and, and, and he was a butcher uh, at Farmer John, you know, for many years. And was that uh, it's a funny supermarket? My dad, say again? That was a supermarket? At Farmer John's. Farmer John's, okay. is, you know, they, they make they make uh, sausages and, and, and oh, hot dogs and stuff like that. And uh, so he was a butcher out of there. And, and at night he was a banquet waiter and he also did construction. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, so my dad worked hard and, and uh you know, my mom, my mom uh, went to, to East Los Angeles College to learn to speak English and she put herself through school so she can learn to speak English and got into real estate. So education was really big in our family. And they pushed that. And, and um, you know, and uh, it, we never lacked anything. So it was, it, it was a trip is I didn't realize it till, till we were older. We didn't have much. But one thing we did have in my household was family. And we had a lot of love, you know, and we were very I grew up with family, my and my uh, with my cousins and everybody all in one house. And <laughs> you know, it was just the way it was. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, English was my second language, believe it or not. You know, no and, kidding. Very well spoken, man. Couldn't even tell. Yeah, I was an ESL student, man. I was the whitest Mexican in class, man. You know, I couldn't speak, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't speak, uh, I couldn't speak English, man, you know, and I had a hard time pronouncing words. So yeah, 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 man. So <laughs> it just, uh, it's kind of how that worked out and, um, you know, and, um, but I come from a very close knit family, very, 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 nice. very tight family. And, and, uh, I'm very fortunate and blessed to have been raised the way I was raised that, uh, you know, money really didn't, you know, obviously would have been nice, but the, the structure and the, and the love we had made me the father that I am today with, with my kids. So, you know, it, it, I learned a lot from my parents. That's amazing, man. Like parents, I, I think they, they know the importance of, of their role, but I don't think you know how important it is like kids we're, we're constantly absorbing information and, and the way we're treated man so that that goes a long way man that's what's up man your, your parents sound like awesome people bro very very good people they're 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 amazing they're very simple um you know and and uh one thing i do remember fondly growing up was celebrating the fourth of july the fourth of july fourth of july bro was 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 um very big for us as kids because we didn't have all the fancy fireworks or what have you, you know, and, and, uh, um, always, we didn't go to Disneyland or any of those cool things like that to see the firework display, like a lot of kids did, or we'd go to church and see a display, you know, firework display or something like that. But, uh, my dad used to give sparklers and I was like, uh, um, as a kid, you think that's super cool, you know? And, uh, so I remember the sparklers and my dad was, my parents were very much, you know, we're, you better know your heritage, both your heritage, both, you know, where we come from, from Mexico and, but you're an American. And, uh, 
um, respect this country is the reason why we're here is because it's the best country country on earth. And this is wow. Independence Day, so we celebrate it and uh, understand the reason why we're here is because we want a better life for you guys. That's why we left Mexico and that's why we're here. So don't you ever forget that. And I always remember that as a kid. And that's, uh, that's probably why, you know, very patriotic. And uh, it, it started grassroots from being raised by, you know, immigrants, parents from Mexico. Yeah, man, I, I, I like that, man. That's like an old school approach, a lot of respect, you know, for the country. I think I think that's great, man. It really is. I got amazing parents. I love my parents to death. My family is amazing. And, and uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I hit I hit the lotto with an amazing family. Yeah, you and, did. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, bro. You know, it's, it's awesome. And then, so when you were, when you were uh, going through high school and everything, were you into any sports in high school? Did they, did your parents push you to get into sports, or was it mainly education? Um. Yeah, you know, I, I, I always played sports. Um, when I was a kid, uh, soccer was the first sport I ever played. So, um. You know, I played soccer. Dude, I wouldn't want to be getting clotheslined by you playing soccer. <laughs> well, I wasn't very fast, dude. So, you know, <laughs> you can see me coming a mile away, bro. Straight up. There ain't, there ain't no clotheslining there. You can duck that and, 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 and take my back in a second as slow as I was, bro. So, I mean, I can kick the ball hard, but, yeah, I sucked. So, <laughs> I wasn't much of a soccer player. I enjoyed it. I think they put me in soccer so I can go to sleep early, you know, and get me tired, you know. That's the real story, man. They were, just, they, 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 were they, they were, they were playing with me, man. But um, <laughs> no, soccer. I played soccer as a kid. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I played a lot of baseball, football. Nice. Um, you know, I boxed. Boxing was 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 big for me as a kid. I started boxing at ten years old, um, and uh, you know, I was very. Uh, um, I was an active kid. I can say I was an active kid, and. I wouldn't say I was the greatest athlete on earth, you know, or anything like that. Or, uh, but you know, I, I, I did have, a, I do have a foundation in, and in, uh, in sports, and I enjoyed team sports, and uh, I think it was very important. They did push activities on us, um, you know, as well as education. I mean, I wasn't the most favorable student. The, uh, I was this. I wasn't the uh, sharpest the tool in my house. Yeah, yeah, I was the black sheep of the family in my household, but. You know, I, I think all of us ended up all right. All of them, all my siblings have done done well. They're educated, and uh, um, you know, they've 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 all done well. All of us have. So, I, I, I think at some point, I think my parents did a good job. That's awesome. What position did you play in baseball? I played first base. I played mm -hmm. first base. I played outfield, and I pitched. And um, I'm a lefty, so I really enjoyed throwing curveballs sliders and nice. um i was um i was more of a wild pitcher so i had a, i had i did have some heat but i had more i really enjoyed throwing breaking balls and and uh oh, that, that's, that, yeah you know curveballs and sliders mm -hmm. and you know at that at that time i you know fernando valenzuela was 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 a big thing as growing up as a kid. So I was inspired by Fernando Valenzuela. And uh, that what was, was he on? Dodgers. Dodgers. Okay. Fernando Valenzuela. Yeah. So he was, he was uh, uh, an amazing uh, uh, pitcher for the Dodgers from Mexico. And, uh, you know, actually my dad, um, you know, being from Sinaloa down south, um, we, we went on a trip to Mexico, like most, you know, Mexicans do jump in a van and, head down south and you know you know it was it was <laughs> getting me all piled in there and in our in our in our van sweating our asses off because you know it's extremely hot in Culiacan and uh Sonora is a state that borders it and my dad took us took me to his town where he was born and um and so those are the fond memories that I have that my dad my dad did for us or especially for me to 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 see hey look this is where this kid came from and he was poor and he was in this pueblo and now he's a multimillionaire and he's a pitcher for the Dodgers. And of course, you know, we're all Dodger fans in LA. So, yeah. you know, so that's, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. I, I love that kind of stuff, man. Those success stories of people that are, you know, they come from nothing and they just find a way, you know, they believe in themselves and they don't stop. And I love 100%. stuff like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, uh, you know, I try to do that for, for, for my son as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's it started at home.
Nice. Yeah, man. That's why, you know, I love doing this podcast. I get to talk to cool people like you that are successful and, you know, you, you, everyone has a different story, but everybody believes in themselves at one point where they're able to get it to that next level, man. And, uh, I, th I think it's great. So I'm glad to have you on the podcast. I'm super excited to, to, uh, learn more about you. And one of the things that you brought up, uh, to me before we uh, started this podcast was your, your recent uh, news about being a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how long have you been a police officer for? Um, I've been uh, I've been with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department now for over twenty five years. It'll be twenty six years in December. So nobody knew about this. Like I public. never put it out. I never. Okay. It was there was really no reason for me to put put that information out at the time. It it mm -hmm. it, it you know you know what it's I take a lot of pride in what I do and 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 everybody has their opinions on law enforcement, including myself. You know, um, I have very strong opinions about about it, and and um, you know, and the actions of one individual shouldn't shouldn't uh, be taken out on it on, on, on a whole. You know what I'm saying? And just like in you got people that do stupid stuff that that they should be held accountable for. But unfortunately, in this profession, it's you you, you kind of get lumped into they're all like that and. And that's not necessarily cool, but I'm not here to change the world either. I can just give you my opinion. You form your own opinion about me. But, no. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I take a lot of pride in what I do. And, and um, um, you know, it's a, it's, I just kept it away from, from, from my second occupation, which is you know, almost like a full-time occupation is MMA, yeah. you know, my, 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 my passion and my love. And, um, you know, it, it was, there was no real reason to, to bring it up back then. Um, you know, and, and, uh, until now, I think, uh, um, you know, it was, it, it hit, I hit my 25 year mark and it was a milestone in my, in my career. Like, wow, man, I've survived, uh, being a cop in LA and, and, and doing the stuff that I do. And, um, and I did it at the worst time. Um, I, I put out that I was a, a, a cop during obviously the a very bad history in our in our in our country during the, these last few riots and mm -hmm. um that sparked a lot of the the civil unrest and when i did that you know when things are good when things are good and you ride that wave and put it out hey look this is what i'm doing when things are good mm. that's all fine and dandy but i i felt I felt that I'm comfortable with who I am. I think that I'm very transparent. I'm very straightforward. Um, I believe, you know, I like to say that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that, that has uh, good morals and character and, 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 uh, and I'm honest, I'm straight up. I'm not perfect by any means, you know, but I, I do the best I can to be a good person. And, um, you know, my actions speak louder than words. And yeah. I figured at this point, at this juncture that, if people see who I am and, and who have followed me, they can actually say, you know what, not all cops are bad. And, and right. this, is, this, is, this is an example of, I don't know, some people may hate me. I don't know. That's, that's neither here nor there, but I don't care. I, I know who I am. But um, it'll give them a good representation of, of, of who I am and what I do. Hmm. And there's a whole lot more like me that are out there to do the right thing. And I think okay. that's important. That's very important. You know, it's funny, like, people, I, I don't like to get really political, but like, I like to just kind of simplify things because I feel like we're in a, a, a world today where everything is dissected. And I think it's dissected mm -hmm. to the point where it's too much, you know, just simplify things and look at it for what it is and make a judgment and move on. But, you know, th there's a lot of people that talk about racism and this and that. Well, what is racism? It's, it, you know, I'm gonna tread lightly when I say this, but you're, you're basically looking at one person and you're judging that one person as an entire ethnic background or group. Yeah, it, for sure. So we have a, side A that's doing that. And then side B on the law enforcement side, a lot of people are now using that same approach towards police, police officers and taking, you know, some bad apples in a, in a large group and saying they're all bad, you know? So it's kind of like a double standard. Yeah. And it, to me, it don't fly with me, man. It just, it, it's no, to me, it's just no. doesn't work for me. It's, it's, you know, first off, you're, you're a lot of people are followers. 
and they they're sheep, they're sheep man and mm-hmm. it's they don't they don't make decisions on their own they they think what they go with whatever's trendy or cool or what somebody else is doing and they think that's what it is that's what it's really about without really looking deep down and understanding what the what the what the real story is and what the real facts are mm. um and then do some investigating on their own that's why i i i i read everything i look at everything and i just you know when i watch the news i think it's just it's a narrative and 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 it's it, it's i have my opinions on the news so but um <laughs> it, it is what it is but I, I I I do watch all kinds of news. I watch liberal news. I watch conservative news, and and I form my own opinion. You know, right. and and uh, um, you know, I process things and and whatever makes sense to me, and I, what I think is factual, and I come to the conclusion. Then then that's when I start. Well, there, this sounds interesting, and and I go with it. But um, you know, a lot of folks now are just especially these you know the younger generation are are, mm-hmm. are followers and they have no real idea what they're doing or what they're promoting um mm-hmm. other than just thinking it's cool to do and follow certain things and um unfortunately they're they're, they're misled i've seen kids that are going on they're they're taking selfies at like these protests and stuff holding signs and then somebody's yeah. recording them doing it and then they leave it's a photo op, you know, and and to me, like, it's just, and then when it goes on social media, it's such misconstrued information that, that we're putting out there. So I agree with you, man. Like you got to make your own call, see it for what it is, make your own call and move on. That's how I feel about it. You know what, Joe, honestly, look, and if you're going to do that, and if you're going to protest, handle it, dude, go first, speak your mind, do it. 100. Um, you know, I mean, we're not all, that's why we live in the greatest country on earth, man, where you can, we, you have been given that right to do so mm-hmm. because of veterans have died for you to have that freedom for right. you to have. So mm-hmm. respect that and go for it. If you don't agree with an agenda of whatever agenda, I don't care what it is, do it peacefully, man. That's mm-hmm. cool. Voice your opinion, let it out, but don't riot. Right. Don't, don't destroy property. Don't don't loot, um, and you know don't destroy your community. Mm-hmm. Nobody wins from that. And 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 in between are the peaceful protesters that get caught up in the middle of certain things because of people that are crazy creating the havoc. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's a scary thing. So, you know, but we can go on and on and on about that. And, and we could. Uh, that's, another, that's another subject. And uh, yeah. and when it comes down to stuff like that, I could, all I could do is, is you know. I pray for them and I wish them the best. And, yeah. you know, and I just hope whatever they do, then people do and do the right thing and do what's right. That's all that's important. I'm, do, I'm with you hundred percent. I'm with that's you hundred percent. We could end that part right there. But I, how did you get involved in refereeing? I know you mentioned you had a boxing background. I I, I've, I understand you have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background as well. How did uh, this transpire into refereeing? Well, you know what? I began training. Uh, back then, it was called NHB before it was MMA, okay. you know, and um, and I started training um, years ago, 2002. Um, and when I started training, I uh, my jiu-jitsu coach, which was John Owano, he was the original creator of the Owano glove, of the first MMA glove. And, and he made it for the UFC. And for back then, it was King of the Cage and Mm-hmm. Um, you know pride and and uh which were the the the, the big boys on the block back then mm-hmm. obviously the ufc was the biggest in pride um and he would you know distribute his gloves to 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 those promotions back then which were were you know, king of the cage was more of a, of a local regional mm-hmm. show and and uh um, the other ones were obviously international and a lot bigger but either way though right. he made the gloves and i started training with him and johnny ramirez who's also my my my, my bjj coach and I got involved in training and I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I would train with some fighters that were getting ready for, for fights and, and mm-hmm. training with them. And, um, you know, it was, it was just, it was, uh, you know, it was an amazing experience. I would just really love the, the camaraderie we have on, on the mat and training and holding mitts. And it was just fun. Um, yeah. I would go to their fights and, uh, you know, I see the official, the, the referees that were refereeing, and and I was a lot older, so I, I go, you know what, I like to, I, I wouldn't mind, I think I could do that. So I asked my 
my uh, I asked John Iwano, hey, John, uh, you know, what do you think about me being a ref? And I, was, I think I was a blue belt at the time. Okay. And he said, and he said, uh, this, Mike, I think you do, I think you would do a good job, but let me connect you with the right person. I don't know about this. Hmm. And I met Big John McCarthy. And oh, nice. he connected me with Big John. Him and Big John were very good friends. And um, I met Big John, um, you know, and Big John, I mean, what can I say? The guy's an amazing guy. He, oh, 100%. He, he took me under his wing. Yeah. Um, and uh, he led me down the road, but I had to do the work, you know. And, and um, mm. I finally got in with the Athletic Commission. I, I refereed a lot of shows. Um, I did shows in TJ. It was my first pro shows that I ever did. It was in Tijuana. If you can referee TJ, oh. bro, you can referee anywhere. You know Pretty what I mean? Pretty much anywhere, right? <laughs> oh, dude, Yeah, I had to fight doctors that were drunk. And, and, oh, uh, uh, I was going to say, you yeah, had to fight out there or something, man. <laughs> dude, I had a guy with a cut across his his head, man. It was bleeding. It was going through his eyes. It was a pretty nasty gash. And, and I, it was my first pro fight. And, and <laughs> I asked the, I asked the doctor, uh, I called time, you know, and, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm looking, I call the doctor in, she's bleeding. Um, I was very green, obviously. It was my first show I ever did. And I asked the doctor, I go, hey, doctor, you know, está cortado aquí. I started telling him in Spanish, you know, and, and then the doctor was drinking. He was drinking beer and he was trying to hook up with ring girls, right? Oh, so man. Yeah, dude, this is a classic, man. So he's like, and, and this, this fight was in a club, top it off, right? So, He's calling the doctor. I'm calling the doc. I'm calling the doctor to 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 take a look at this. And he's like, I look and look, you know, doctor, look. He's like, ah, it's okay, it's okay, está bien, it's okay. And this dude's gushing down here, and and you know, I'm not the expert in this. You know, I'm just I just recognize something that that needs attention. And uh, so it's okay, está bien, it's okay. And he's trying to hook up with these chicks. So I was like, bye, you know. So I looked at the fighter and I let it go. Um, you know, and subsequently the fighter wins. He knocks the guy out. Wow. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. So he ended up winning the fight and, and uh, I mean, he ended up getting stitched up and I don't know whatever happened to that kid after that. Uh, this was a long time ago. And, and, uh, you know, I always remember that story. I remember, I remember it's that crazy, experience man. and, uh, and so I would just tell myself that if I can referee in TJ, I can referee anywhere, you know, and, uh, Fuck, and that's dude. where it began. So, you know. Uh, that was actually pretty, pretty much a classic story there. But Big John has been the uh, um, the biggest influence in you know. Not only is he a very good friend, for, you know, him and his wife and his family, and um, you know, have had been around so many great officials like Jason Herzog. You know, he's a good friend of mine. He's, I think he's, I think he's, he's number one. He's, he's phenomenal. Mark Goddard, uh, been around great referees. Uh, you know. Uh, Herb, you know, you know, Blake Grice, uh, you know, from the Carolinas, um, really, really good guys, you know, um, that are, that I've refereed with and, uh, um, really good experience with Mike Bell in California, Ron McCarthy. Uh, these are all great guys that I've been around, good judges and good people. So, but John was the biggest, um, supporter and, um, you know, there's not a, there's nothing I won't do that that uh, nothing I wouldn't do for the man if he asked me for anything. And number and number two, uh, any scenario that I have, I still call him. I still go over everything with him mechanically, what mm -hmm. I could have done better. And he's always teaching. He's always he never turns. He never he never not takes my call. He'll always call me back if you can't pick up. Um, he is he's the reason why a lot of us newer mm -hmm. officials are the up and coming guys because of his, of his patience and, mm -hmm. and his, his love for the sport. He's very, he's a very unselfish man. He gives his, I can't speak enough of him. He's, he's, wow. I, I hold him that high. He's, he's a, uh, he's a good dude, man. He's a good guy. You know, he's a great father too. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to, he's a good family man. So um, I take pride and say that I'm, I'm his friend. So cool, man. It's I, I never actually spoke to John before. Uh, I'd love to have him on the podcast to talk to him too. But now, now you just you just sold me on contacting John. Now, solid dude, bro. About as solid as you're gonna get. That's yeah. what's up. Great guy, bro, for sure. So after Tijuana, uh, <laughs> transition to United States. <laughs> what the hell going on, dude? I don't know, dude. I, I remember having tacos afterwards, man. I, mean, I didn't get paid for that, so. 
I might as well have some tacos. Hey, at least beer, you, you got know? tacos, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have those street tacos, bro, and beer, you know. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was the way to go. That was a good thing to go down there and you know have some tacos and some and some and some pacificos and you're good to go, man. Damn, bro. <laughs> Actually, we just did Taco Tuesday. Me and my cousins went out a couple nights ago. We do Taco Tuesday all the time, man. So like I'll I'll do Taco Tuesday on a Friday. I don't give a shit. I love tacos. I tell everybody that's my favorite food, tacos, always, hands down. I love Mexican. Can't go food. wrong with tacos, bro. Dude, I'm Italian, and I grew up with all Italian food growing up, and I love Italian food, but I love Mexican food. I just love, See, I love it. I love Italian food. All right, good. We'll switch. I go to your house. You go to my house. Oh, you're done deal. You know what? Cultures are very similar. It's family. Yep. You're going to go in the house. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna sit down, and they're going to feed you. And then when you're full, they're going to feed you again. And <laughs> and and they're going to give you the, the, the good old Catholic blessing. And yeah. I tell you how much they love you, and 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 vaya con Dios, you know, and and, and you're gonna, and, and then when you leave, they're gonna give you a bunch of food to take with you. Oh yeah, doggy bags, bro. That's, that's it, bro. That's 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 uh, that, that 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 that's the culture, man. You know, that's right. <laughs> Can't food, go wrong with that. Big, man. If, if when I was a kid, if I'm, I'm I'm eating food off my my dish and it and I'm not done, like everybody's looking at me like something's wrong. Are you okay? Are you sick? What's going on with you? Yeah, are you, are you, are you you okay? You know. You know, you know, you know what it cost to to, to, to make that. You know, yeah. you, you know, you get to finish that, right? You know, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. No food goes yeah. to waste. Nah, you can't, bro. You can't. You get those extra pounds on you, bro. And then, hey, those are love pounds. You know, love pounds, bro. <laughs> hey, I That's train, it. man. I, I I do kickboxing, and you know, I I I like to eat. So I just kind of try to do everything in moderation. You know, so this way, it's like not too crazy. Nah, no, get, bro, I like I, I like to eat. Period, man. So you know, <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I know, dude. I'm a fat ass. I love to eat. <laughs> what's the What's the like number one meal for you right now? It's quarantine. Everybody's got a chance to catch up on the, on their eating you know game. I, I have a meal prep uh, service that I use. Um, AP meal preps, right? They're they're in uh, in, in in the Whittier area in Los Angeles. Um, all organic food, really good food. So, uh, my buddy JP, the owner of it, um, him and his wife Sam, they are amazing. The food's off the chain. So, I eat clean for the most part. Um, and they also have a restaurant out there. It's called Our Nest in Fullerton. So, when I'm not eating their food that they make me on my on my uh, for my for my meal prep, I, I I'll go to the restaurant. That's so nice. yeah. So they're they're. Their food is very good, so I I do eat for the most part clean, but I do cheat quite a bit here and there. And when I do, it's like you know, if I'm hungry for pizza, I'll get pizza. If I want Italian food, we'll get Italian food. Um, and as long as I do it in moderation, like you said, you know, yeah. just don't get too crazy with it, you know. Yeah, I've been doing the intermittent fasting, uh, so I'm starting like to eat it. I'm trying it. You know, my buddy does it. He's he's a big dude. You know, he believes in it. And um, I, I just started doing it the last two weeks. And so I'm basically I'm usually up like five, six in the morning every day. And I'm I'd say by 12, one o'clock is when I can't take it anymore. I got to eat something. So I'm okay. trying to do it like 1 p.m. and then just stop eating at 8 p.m. So once eight o'clock hits, I'm done. OK, uh, I, I've I've actually tried it. Um you know, my brother did it and he lost like 40 pounds. So um, wow. for me, I've always kind of done that more or less. I always shut it down around six o'clock, seven o'clock. Oh, wow. My last my last meal would be a protein shake, you know, after a workout. So okay. that's something I'll, I'll suck down. But as far as food or anything, I, I don't because I, I, I know my body. I'll put on weight really fast, you know, and I and I do like my vino. So, you know, got to hey, have a wine. Brother, you know what I'm <laughs> gotta, gotta have a good gotta 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 have a good cab bro you know? bro we're gonna we're gonna have some cab one day me and you're gonna meet face to face we're gonna have some That's cab it, man. I, I go out there with my lady in the backyard and we have our we have our vino or or my tequila you know it's all good hey. one or the other <laughs> what's your what's your tequila choice wow my tequila of choice right now is is have this amazing amazing tequila bro i highly recommend it dude okay it's called mandala Mandala, te tequila mandala. It is, they have um, an uh, extra nejo, and it is, bro, it's off the chain. Yeah. I'll, I'll hook, I can hook you up with that. Okay, I, cool. I, 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 know. I, know the, I know the owner of the company that has it, and they've turned me on to it, and they are amazing. It's 
they have it at Bevmo. If you guys have a Bevmo out there, but they have a they have a uh, Instagram page. I'm telling you right now, it's good quality tequila. It's not okay. like Jose Cuervo or any of that crap. It's you sip it, bro. You don't chug it. You know right. you enjoy it. It's good like stuff. It. You just you just sit there, have a good you have a good cigar, sip it, and you're you're, you're it's money. You're straight. Wow. Sounds like my kind of night, man. That's, That's exactly it. what I like to do, man. Just That's kick it. it. Yeah, have a smoke, a little drink. I'm, I'm good, bro. You're in heaven, bro. You're good. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 it. Always getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? That's it, dude. Just, just, just <laughs> chill out. Listen to some Pink Floyd. And you're straight, man. Oh you're yeah, up. man. Woo. That's it. Comfortably numb. That's it. That's the cut, right? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's a jam, I love man. it, man. So we were talking sure. about refereeing. Uh, I, I just wanted to bring this up to ju- just to get your take on it. Obviously. We've seen this stuff uh, recently in the last couple of weeks. Dan Hardy, Herb Dean, the mm-hmm. uh, late stoppage situation. Uh, from a professional as yourself, what's your take on the situation and and uh, the officiating side? You know what? Ultimately, it's, 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 it comes down to the referee. Um, I see both sides. You know, I could see – I see Dan Hardy's side, and he has a valid point. Mm-hmm. And I see Herb's. Um, and I know her personally. So uh, I think at the end of the day, Herb's going to make the call, whether the referee's going to make the call. And when we make the call, it is what it is. And and uh, that was a very unique and, and it was a referee's tough, man. It's mm-hmm. very tough. And everybody um, has an opinion after the fact. And, but if you're the one in there making that call and the way the ref, the, the way the fighter fell, Mm. Um, you want to give him an opportunity, but he fell with a defensive posture and, Mm. and then, you know, you evaluate, but it was a very tough call to make. And then obviously, you know, um, Dan Hardy, who I, who I respect tremendously and I'm a fan of, I think he, 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 uh, you know, he had his take and he had his, he, Mm. he had his opinion on it and then her wanted to make sure and he you know he let the fight go a little longer and 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 then it came to its conclusion um look they both have valid points i can see both sides and you got two grown-ass men giving opinions on on, on both yeah both of them have opinions on what happened mm-hmm. and uh that's it you just got two grown men having opinions we're not always going to agree man we're, we're 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 in combat sports and mm-hmm. and and uh you know you're gonna have to agree to disagree and and just let it go, you yeah. know. It is us, you know, and and uh, that's it. Just just um, they both have valid points, and I and I get it. But at the end of the day, it's 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 the referee who makes a call. And let me tell you one thing too, and I'll leave you with this: mm-hmm. when we make calls, at least I make a call. I can speak for myself, and I can't speak for anybody else. Right. But I have to live with myself. Mm-hmm. I have to live with myself and if you can sleep good at night with whatever calls you make and what you do, well, that's, that's on, that's on you. I know I have a conscious and, and I, I care a lot about the fighters and I care about mm-hmm. the sport. I care about the direction it's going. Mm-hmm. And if I make a call, um, I want to make sure I make the right call. Right. I know. And I can tell you one thing right now, if I make a mistake, um, I feel horrible about it and I want to make good on it. And I know I'll own whatever I do. And uh, that I'm just speaking for myself. Right. Um, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. From a, and I appreciate your take on it. And, you know, that, that kind of leads me to another question too. Uh, as, you know, as a referee, as a professional referee, uh, do you ever, you know, do you ever go back? rewatch the fights to see if maybe you could have done something differently. Maybe you missed something. How, how does that work for you? hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, I watch the fights that I, that I officiate. Um, once again, I talked to John, um, you know, they're just, there's, there's just times that, that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough, tough, job to have to make the right call at the right time and sometimes what we think 
we're letting it go because they're doing all the right things. We also mm -hmm. have to keep in mind that the fighter is instinctively fighting. We need to know if this fighter is really hurt or is he instinctively fighting or is right. he um, he or she trying to defend themselves, but they're taking too much damage. Sometimes a fighter, sometimes a fighter may be too damn tough for their own good. And we got to protect that fighter from themselves. Right. And these are the things, man, I'm telling you that go through, go through my head. Hmm. And, um, and, um, I'm watching body language. I'm watching, um, reaction. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot of variables, a lot of things that take place where it in how much time is, 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 uh, how many rounds have we've gone in? Is he a fresh fighter? Hmm. Is he going to recover? There's a lot of things that take that take place and then sometimes just fighters are just banged up you just got to say you, you let it go mm -hmm. um you stop it but a lot of things go into play when we're making these calls so um when people bash officially especially the referees um you know if they if they think they can do a a a, a better job then they should step up and do it and try it right. and uh you know knock yourself out you know I'll, I'll help you you know if not big john will help you there's a whole lot of us that are that are that are like that that we care that we want to see you know people come up in the ranks and and officiate this because it's not as easy as people think it is. Uh, it can't be. It can't be. It's, it's fast-paced sport. You're you're right there in the mix of everything, you know. And like you said, you're you're trying to figure out is the fighter just you know trying to fight and he's hurt or and he's right. too tough for his own good. So yeah, there's a lot of factors in, in what you do and you know. Look, I don't, I don't know Dan Hardy or Herb Dean personally, you know. Uh, I, I'd like – Herb Dean's been around forever. He's very well respected. So I'm sure this guy's going to go into every fight as he would any other fight. Uh, is he a human being? Is he perfect? No, none of us are. So, yeah, I think mistakes happen. Dan Hardy, yeah, he had a valid point. Uh, I don't agree with how he went about it. You know, I think it's a more professional way to do things instead of calling somebody out, you know. But Right. Right. Is what it is, 100%. you know. That, that's just my opinion. I'm sure both are fucking cool ass guys. Um, but you know, like you said, it, it just is what it is. And and you you're in there, you're in the ring, you're the one making the call, and and you're gonna do the best job that you can. Otherwise, eventually right. people are gonna know that you're not doing a good job, and you're gone. You know. So I, I think I think you know Herb's point that when you're you're refereeing the fight, and you have somebody telling you to stop it on the outside you don't know if it's a doctor so he had some very good points that he made mm -hmm. that that um could distract you and this and that and 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 it takes your focus on what you're looking at so you know i see his point and i also see the other side but you know i think that um you know there's a time and place to voice your opinion mm -hmm. about it and commentators have a very powerful weapon they have oh. the microphone they have the they, they can they have a captive audience mm -hmm. and when you have a captive audience that's listening to you they take your word as if it's gospel and oftentimes the commentators don't exact don't matter of fact i know they don't know all the complete rules they think they do but they don't mm -hmm. they miss a lot especially with the judging criteria mm -hmm. and officiating and the mechanics that a referee does um and, and these are you know, we have amazing commentators that have, you know, amazing backgrounds. But I think it would be very, I think it would be, I would like to see commentators and, and people that are involved in, in, in commentating the fights actually go and, and, and take John McCarthy's course, the command course, and come when we're teaching the, 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 the judging and the refereeing mechanic side, yeah. or you don't need to be there the whole time, but just at least get a good understanding of what our rules and regulations are and what our guidelines are and what we do and our criteria. Um, and you sit there, you will come out of there. You'll learn something from it and you'll understand exactly what we do. But hmm. overall, I think the commentators, I think they do a very good job, you know? You know yeah. So, um, they they try to do the best job they can, but we're also they're also human too. But they got a very powerful weapon, and that's that microphone. And and uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're one hundred percent correct with the information they put out. You know, sure. so hey, it's, it's I, all it's all good. 
Yeah, we all make mistakes, man. I do the podcast. I, I fuck up too, so I got to go Google it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, man, it is what it is. Like, keep it light, you know. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, oh, I yeah. think the commentators are fantastic. I love listening to them. Very entertaining. They know their stuff, you know. But and it is what it is. It was one situation. Uh, a million other situations like that going on in the world. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I think keep it light, you know, keep it light. But, I, again, I appreciate your professional uh, outlook on it. But uh, I also wanted to ask you about Kingdom because, uh, yo, yeah. Kingdom was one of my favorite shows. And I'm sad that it was only three seasons, but I thought that show was so good. And a friend got me recently uh, involved in that show. So <laughs> I was just like, yo, what is going on? Then I saw my boy, bro. I saw the big mustache. I was like, that's my boy <laughs> right there. What's up? So tell me about that. How would you, you get involved in that show? Did somebody reach out to you? How that go down? Actually, the, the show's old. It's yeah. it's it's a few years old. So mm -hmm. it had its moment when it first came out. I think uh, six years ago, maybe might have been six years ago. Twenty fourteen, I think, is when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Something like that. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, I was asked to be a part of this project, and it was actually Joe Daddy Stevenson, who was a coordinator for the for the show, and okay. he's the one that trained um the fight he, he actually trained the actors they they worked out with him and they went to his gym and they trained so let me i'll give you a, a, a back history on those on the actors um nick yeah, jonas they did a fantastic job dude bro they trained uh jonathan tucker man jonathan tucker who played uh um uh, uh nick jonas's brother you know yeah. he he trained he comes from a wrestling background okay and so you know he understands that he's an athletic dude all of them are athletic guys but they actually trained. They actually were there with Joe Daddy. They were on the mat. They were learning moves. They were being. They were banging with guys. Um, matter of fact, one of the scenes when when Jonathan Tucker was, I think it was, I think it might have been Georgie um, Kaparkian. Uh, I mispronounced his name, but Georgie was fighting him, and he hit him with an elbow, and actually okay. opened him up during filming. And he, he 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 got him good, right, dude? And obviously, everybody's like, "Whoa, you know, you okay?" You know, to the actor, yeah. he was like, "Dude, keep it going, don't stop. This is great." And he's got blood coming out of his like real blood. It wasn't fake blood. And he took the elbow like a champ, and he just said, "Keep going. This is great. Keep going. Keep going." And 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 he just he was more concerned with if they got the real shot. And uh -huh. if it looked real and if it was good, and hopefully they captured what they wanted to capture. Um, that's the kind of attitude these guys had. You know, uh, wow. you know that was Jonathan Tucker. Uh, Matt Lara is the other one who, who they Great all job. trained. He had the less he, – he, he didn't train before uh, as much, mm -hmm. but he would, did some phenomenal stuff, very athletic, and he, he, he really worked out hard. Um, Nick Jonas, you know, yeah. he, he did a flying armbar, uh, <laughs> you know, um, he was pulling off all kinds of stuff. Real athletic uh, young man, and of course Frank Grillo comes from a boxing background, and I yeah. he's, a brown, he's a brown belt in jujitsu. So okay. he did a uh, fantastic job, man. Yeah, you can hear Frank yeah. a mile away, man. He's always loud. <laughs> you know, he's a he's an Italian dude from New York. You can hear him, man, and he's always talking smack. And um, <laughs> yeah, I love Frank. So we we were always you know busting balls. And yeah, I'm a Dodger fan. He's a Yankee fan. And, hey, he's like know, me, Yankees, baby. <laughs> there you go. See, man, we're, we're already fighting. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> That's right, man. Well, I don't want to fight too, yeah. man. <laughs> so, you know, we're, 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 um, we had a really good job on, on that. And, and um, Joe Daddy Stevenson and Juan Archuleta, mm -hmm. who fights for Bellator, yeah. um, was, was so. their, their coaches. And they were mm -hmm. there um, with them all the time um, and got them ready and, and, uh, uh, it was a project that I was asked to work, and I worked it all the way to the end, and I had a really good time, and the storyline was really great. So um, it not only was an MMA line. drama, but it, it touched on a lot of personal uh, yeah. uh, sentiments to a lot of folks that you can relate to a lot of things, a lot of sure. family stuff, that mm -hmm. very sensitive stuff um, that people don't talk about, and, and they, they did a good job with it. Yeah, even the, the, the weight cut part, man. They really went deep into the weight cut, and I'm like, I, I was impressed, man. That was one of my favorite episodes. And, yeah, and, and do you know that he actually, he actually, he actually did go through that weight cut? I was going to ask you that. He really did, yeah. huh? Wow. He did. He wanted to know what it felt like and to go through it. And Joe, look, man, those guys, 
they they a lot of respect to those actors because they actually lived it, breathed it, and 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 wanted more. And they didn't have any attitudes on the set. Nobody did. There was no egos. There was the loudest one, of course, was Frank. You know, <laughs> always talking smack, and he was just just had a, had a lot of energy. And um, but um, they all worked their tail off, and their work ethic was was pretty amazing. And you know, it it transcended into the uh, you know into the screen, and what mm -hmm. we saw depicted their hard work. It was great. Yeah, I had some friends that were asking me, "Hey." It those those guys, those dudes, are they real fighters? I'm like, nah, they're actors, but they're, they're, they're actors. phenomenal, man. I mean, that whole cast from start to finish, man. They, yeah. they casted it perfectly. The acting was fantastic. The dude. referee, that dude with the long mustache, he yeah. was pretty good too, you know? I gotta he say. had some late stoppages. <laughs> he had some shitty calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> we had a great time. We had a great time in that, and, and – a little little backstory on that with mm. we use the athletic commission the the people that were there everything mm. was about as authentic mark Raylia, wow. who, who, who does the weighing in for yeah. all the big shows at ufc yeah. and all the major boxing events is mark Raylia. so uh he was there uh, Derek cleary who is mm. one of the top judges in the world was there as well wow kate side yeah so these are dudes that we that, that joe daddy we all they brought them all in there Mm -hmm. uh, the inspectors that were coming in, the the authenticity, the checking in was done by CSAC, by the California wow. State Athletic Commission, as as actors and as extras. No wonder it came off so real on camera. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. And the inspectors in the back to the the core, the, everything coordinated and, and choreographed mm -hmm. was done as if it was a real show. Uh, even the weigh-ins and even the weight cut that that. Uh, that was performed on film was actually with the, the, the actor actually it was Jonathan Tucker that, that went through that. He actually did go through that himself. Wow. I saw that, man. They had the suits on there in the sauna. They're doing their thing. They're on the bike. They're going through that drama when you're getting on this fucking scale and the, you know, you're 10 pounds away. You're like, what the fuck? Like, I, I yeah. tell you, man, it was cool as hell. It was a really good, it's a really good show. I, I think there's a petition going out to, to try to bring it back and, I'll be the first one to sign it, man. Bring it. I'll fucking I'll put that shit right on this this podcast, bro. It's I'll it's, sign it's, it. It's it's you know, and um, I hope it does, and they bring it back. It would be um, you know, it would be pretty special with with what's happened then and now, and where they'll take it. It's a lot of the sport has changed, you know, sure. and it's growing. And it's going in a different direction, so. It would be pretty interesting uh, how they would do it now, you know. Yeah, I was talking to a friend about it, and actually a couple of days ago, and I'm like, you know, it'd be cool if like, you know, Ryan became like a star in the UFC. You know, years later, that it's kind of like picking up from you know a couple of years later, and you know, like everybody kind of went a different way, but it'd be cool to see, you know, yeah, something on a high be. level like that. You know, who knows what the direction was with that show. Um, and, uh, you know, who knows where it would have gone, you know, but, yeah. uh, it, 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 uh, it, uh, I think that would be a great storyline, you know, to, yeah. to, to carry it on to the UFC or, or a big event like that, you know, it'd be great. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. How, yeah. How, how many shows did you work? Cause I seen you periodically throughout all three seasons. Um, I did, I did just about. I did all their major fights. I was their, their 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 main referee for the big fights. That was awesome. And I did and I did some of the lower level fights on that when they were up and come when they were coming, which is very common in California or, or any commission, especially here in California. Okay. Uh, we work big shows. We work regional shows. Work amateur shows. So, okay. I could be your referee from when you were a baby coming up all the way to the top. Wow. And, and uh, which is which is cool because we we have a huge. Uh, amateur program here in california which is camo mm -hmm. uh which it, a lot of these top top fighters have come out of there tatiana came out of there tj dillashaw fought in camo okay um, so all these you know uh, ronda rousey i refereed her first fight and, wow. and, and uh, you know she came out of the camo program so we've had a lot of these 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 kids come out of there and now mm -hmm. they're obviously have moved on to you know greener pastures you know and, and they've done well yeah. so it's pretty nice. cool Who's like the most standout fighter for you that you've seen 
young, you know, they were young, they were kids and they're coming up and you're just like, wow, I can't believe like this person got that far or, you know, just well, like, just like a shocker, you know, like, wow, can't believe I refereed that, that, for, that person's first match or when they were young. Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Ronda Rousey. I refereed her first fight and she was just, you know, a pretty girl. So kind, such a sweetheart she is, right? And very respectful. She was just a baby coming in. And, and then here come, you know, all the Armenians coming in behind her, you know, uh, Gokur Chavichian and, 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 and uh, Carl Parisian and all, all, all of the, uh, uh, um, you know, Sevak and, and uh, you know, Karin and all these other kids that I've known to refereeing, you know, yeah. um, are coming in with her, you know, and, and uh, they came deep. Judo Jean LaBelle was there and uh oh, wow they told me i had her fight she's an upcoming fighter hmm. and i go who and i said that girl right there she's she's like a badass judo player you know she's gonna fight tonight and i'm like that girl is and she goes yeah she's she's awesome and it was ronda rousey wow and uh she 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 fought in that fight um that night and uh she pulled off her arm bar and I remember the girl that she fought, you know, she pissed on herself in the, in, in the cage. Wow. She forgot to tap and it was, it's an amateur show. So she just mm -hmm. got, she got, she got thrown and, uh, um, obviously it was her first arm bar and mm -hmm. she was so scared cause she was, she's never been thrown like that before. Mm -hmm. And as Rhonda came in for the arm bar, she could, she, she was so discombobulated and so, she didn't know what happened, but when, one thing I tripped out when Rhonda was in there, very smiles and everything, very nice. And the second she went into the cage, boom, it was Rhonda. Wow. And she had a switch. And before the bell even rang, her opponent was already defeated. Damn. And, and 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 it was I can tell because I see, I can feel the energy, I can see what's going on in there, and I can see the body language. And I and then obviously. We saw the first glimpse of what turned out to be Rhonda's um, amazing career, and uh, um, that was that was that was that was pretty cool. And she's always been a sweetheart, you know. Her mom was awesome and still amazing. And I still talk to Rhonda and Travis, and we're, we're all we're all pretty cool when we see each other. So, That's what's um, up. yeah, she's 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 a she's a good kid. She's awesome. She did great. I mean. WWE, she transitioned to, you know, mm -hmm. she's got a nice career, man. She could go so many different ways, uh, you know, where she's at right now. So I think that's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, she's a sweetheart, yeah. and and you know, uh, you know, she's done a she she opened the door, she paved the road for a lot of women in in the sport, and uh, for that you got to give her credit. That's right, absolutely, you know, man. She's, absolutely. she's a trendsetter, man. She's a trailblazer. You know, she's an OG. Dude, when I, I used to see her coming to the octagon, I just that, that stone cold look. It was like like a female Mike Tyson, man. Just yeah, right. It was it was a dangerous yeah. look, man. She and it was that's a trademark, man. That's a trademark. And She's focused, yeah, super focused, man. Super. I loved watching right. her when she came up, snapping on bar after on bar. I'm like, what? It's <laughs> like yeah. wait a second. Scary stuff, man. Yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah. She, really cool. She's a, she's a, she's a terrific she's a terrific person, man. She's awesome. So, uh, how many uh, matches are you going to be refereeing tomorrow? I don't know. Okay, I haven't, got the, I haven't got the. I don't even know what fights I have. I just know okay. from my room and uh, <laughs> <laughs> my get room some tacos tonight, or some Italian food, something <laughs> little vino, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm in my room talking to you, dude. So you know, <laughs> hey, we chilling, bro. We're all in quarantine, man. So <laughs> I try, you know, I try to limit myself when I go out. You know, I got the mask, I do my thing. You know, I follow the rules. You know, I get my food. I see you later. You know, that's it, dude. That's it, bro. man. So yeah, I don't know how many fights I have tomorrow. <laughs> I just know it's a, it's gonna be an amazing event. It's it's uh, you know, Bellator is an awesome promotion. It treats you very well. It's yeah, great. Man. I love, I love, I love, I love working with Bellator and. Uh, uh, like I said, it's my first time here at Mohegan Sun, and uh, um, wow, this is a, this is this is a nice resort, man. It's 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 too bad I'm in my room. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man. I was gonna say it's 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 a waste, you know. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll, I'll I'll get my room on tomorrow, man. I'll sneak out or something, you know. I'll, uh, I just want to check out the lake, and I'm mean, actually there's a river right here, and um, I want to just check it out and, and and take it in. But it's a it's a it's a, it's a beautiful place. 
That's awesome, man. I got to tell my boy Jake Hager I spoke to you. Ah, yes. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> yeah, he's a that big meathead. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a <laughs> yeah, he's a strong kid, man. He's, he's, he's a beast. You know, big dude. He's a very big kid and, uh, you know, very, 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 very down to earth, nice guy, man. You know, and he's a listen a little better, but, you know. <laughs> uh, no, he, he felt your wrath. He felt it. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see him, I remind him. I look at him. I yeah. go, let me doing that shit. And he just laughs. He goes, oh, I know, Mike. You know, and uh, he's a he's a great guy, though. He's he's a. You know, I wish him the best in his career, and he's he's got a lot. He brings a lot to the table. He's 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 a stud, man. Yeah, he you is. know, he's a he's a he's a specimen. So you know, uh, it's it's uh, it'd be interesting to see how he develops and and how he grows into uh, his role. You know, uh, yeah, he brings man. a lot to the table. So I wish that kid the best. Absolutely, man. Yeah, he's uh, it's cool to see him doing what he's doing. He actually. Uh, when I spoke to him, he said they were in the works of getting a fight together for him. The contract wasn't signed, so he couldn't talk about it. But uh, that was a few weeks back, maybe a month ago. So uh, I think he's got a, a fight announcement coming up pretty soon. So that'll be cool to see. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, be good to see him back in there. And it's yeah. good to see not just him, but everybody, you know. And this, sure. um, you know, it's just, uh, um, you know, let's get this tournament going. That's, that's, let's, uh, this Bellator tournament's amazing. Um, you know the, the it's stacked with talent so um you know it's 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 a it's 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 fun and so hopefully it, it can continue and uh or we have less restrictions if you will and uh nice. hopefully we can get some fans in, in the in attendance and you know god willing get some normalcy back in our lives again you know and and uh, uh hopefully this thing will pass you know sooner than later you know Hell yeah, man! I wanna I wanna see you at a Bellator event, man. I wanna be there. I wanna be watching it. I wanna check it out, man. I'm I'm dying to get to one. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, it'll it'll be sooner than later, you know. Yes. And uh, until until then, we just you know just have to take it day by day and and uh, right. um, you know just go with the flow and and uh, man, hopefully it'll happen soon, you know. Absolutely, man. I'm wishing you the best of luck tomorrow. Have a have a great show, great event. And I'll be watching closely, my friend. I'll, I'll yes, you know. I'm if sure I see, you will. I'll get a DM see, from you. See any late stoppages? You're gonna hear from me. Uh, yeah, got it. <laughs> no, 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 man. This is gonna be perfect, man. It's gonna go good. It's gonna go real good. <laughs> I'll do the best I can, and I'll give every I'll give every fighter my my my, my undivided attention. <laughs> One hundred, man. I, I I'm sure you will, man. It's gonna be a great show. You're gonna do great, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll be tuning in tomorrow. You got it, brother, man. Thank you for asking me to come aboard, and uh, it was an honor to be with you guys, man. Bro, honor to have you on here, man. Super cool talking to you, and let's stay in touch, man. We'll do do one again in the future. You got it, brother. I'll get you some of that tequila. All right, man. I'll, I'll do shots <laughs> right on the show, man. Uh, you sip it. You don't shoot it. All right, sip deal. It. Sip you it. sip it. There you go. Just sip it. Sip it. Enjoy it. That's it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's it. That's all you got to do, bro. That's it. <laughs> I'm with it, brother. I'm with it. Yo, when I'm in Cali, bro, I'm gonna come see you, man. Absolutely. Hit me up, man, for sure. You're in L you're in LA area. Just hit me up, dude. I'll I'll we'll, we'll hook up. I'll take you somewhere to go eat out here. We're good. Likewise, man. You in Florida, come on down to West Palm Beach area, Miami. You let me know, man. I got you. You got it, brother. You take care, man. God bless, bro. God Thank bless you, your brother. Take care, bro. Right, bye. That's a wrap. Mike Beltran, award-winning referee. Guy's a superstar, man. I mean, you've seen it right there. Just a cool, classy guy and a badass and a fantastic referee. So uh, I just wanted to give a shout. Uh, this is uh, actually our pre-record. We usually go live, but uh, we're you know, kind of switching things up for a little bit. Uh, but I want to give a shout-out to my sponsors, Hemp Boca, Quality CBD. They have this bang-ass post-workout massage oil. It's unbelievable. You got to check it out. Hempboker.com. Use code MMA and you get a discount. Pretty cool stuff. And also uh, for quality cannabis, if you want to go on the THC side, hit up Veteran Farms at VeteranFarms.com. That's P-H-A-R-M-S. You want to check them out. And I wanted to give a thank you to Kung Lee. Kung Lee was our, our guest last week, 
Had a great time talking to the legend himself, Kung Lee. It was a lot of fun. And guys, you could subscribe on YouTube at MMA Uncensored. Uh, past interviews, you know, brand new interviews like this one with Mike Beltran, and also IG at MMA Uncensored double underscore. You can get the latest news in combat sports as well as the podcast news. It's a really cool site, so check it out. I think we're at like 428,000 followers. It's pretty cool. So thank you guys for, for following. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, also, before I forget, IG, you can follow at referee underscore Mike underscore Beltran. That's my boy, Mike Beltran, one of the best referees in the game today. So thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we have another episode coming up very soon, and I'm excited to make that announcement as well. Hope you guys have a great day. Take care.